Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Odyssey Disabled. I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And uh, we are back on our mainline series, uh, which we took time off of for God knows how long. Uh, if you hear any noises in the background, we are currently recording in a different room than we usually do. And uh, <laughs> the, the cat is probably going to be messing with his little stupid tube uh, thing that he likes to play in. So just be warned. That is his uh, but anyway, so we're moving on to our next uh, game company uh, because we wrapped up, I think the last one was Konami, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now we are going to be talking about the the man, the myth, the legend. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Square Enix. Uh, and this is probably, this could possibly, maybe maybe be the most boring episode we might have. <laughs> Even worse than, uh, what was it? That, that Was it Sega? Yeah. Yeah, because we actually got, like, feedback. It was like, yeah, y'all weren't in that one at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, like, it's not really the, the fact of being in it, it's just the fact of how much you have to go over. Mm-hmm. Because Square Enix is two companies. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know that, Square Enix hasn't always been Square, Square Enix. Enix. It was... Square slash Squaresoft and then Enix. They were two separate companies and then merged in like 2003. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of having to cover cover technically two companies at once, but yeah. mostly just cover, mostly we're just worried about covering Square Enix as a whole. But we're going to give like some background into, you know, Square and Enix. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd say it could be boring, but. Uh, most of the business, uh, like like I said, when we talk about our business, like the the gaming companies and stuff like that, we don't really like to go into their business a whole lot, unless it has to do with the video games. Yeah. And a lot of this business has to do with the video games mainly, so yeah. it's just... <sighs> because without all the business ventures, we would not have Square Enix. Yes, or yeah. a lot of the games that they have made. Yeah. So, um, just for info- information... Uh, Square Enix Holdings Company Limited. Uh, they are a Japanese multinational holding company, uh, production enterprise, and entertainment conglomerate. Uh, best known for their uh, role-playing video games uh, such as Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Star Ocean, and Kingdom Hearts, uh, and among numerous others. Uh, outside of video game publishing and development, uh, They also are in the business of merchandise, arcade facilities, and manga publication under its uh, under their Gan Gan Comics brand. So yes, they have their own comics brand. (laughs) We uh, of course, as I preface, even though it's in the intro information, as I preface every time we go over another company, we're not going to be going into their side ventures. Yeah, you know, manga, film, all that kind of stuff. We're just going to be worrying about the games because that's what we're here for. (laughs) Uh, The original. Uh, Square Enix Company Limited was formed in 2003 of April uh, from a merger between Square and Enix, as I said earlier, uh, with the latter uh, as the surviving company. Uh, Each share of Square's common stock was exchanged for .85 shares of Enix's common stock, and at the time, 80% of Square Enix's staff were made up of former Square employees. Uh, As part of the merger... Uh, former Square President Yoichi Wada, God, I mispronounced that. <laughs> Yoichi Wada, my bad, <laughs> was appointed the president of the new corporation. I feel like when I said his name, 
I, I like sounded like an Italian, <laughs> but like a bad version of an Italian. Wait, like you what? <laughs> <laughs> Who I am, Yuichi Wad. That's the way, supposed to mean John Smith, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if I sound stuffy or I call for anything like that, it's just because it's pollen season. Yes. So <laughs> the yellow demon is everywhere, not including myself. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, Yuichi Wada, uh, He became. He was appointed the president, and uh, while former Enix president uh, Kaiji Honda was named vice president. Uh, K Honda. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yasuhiro uh, Fukushima, the largest shareholder of the combined corporation and founder of Enix, became chairman. Uh, in October 2008, uh, Square Enix conducted a company split between its corporate business and video game operations, reorganizing itself as the holding company, uh, Square Enix Holding Company uh, Limited. Uh, while its internally domestic video game operations were formed under the subsidiary Square Enix Company Limited. So they basically just split the games from their holdings company. Yeah. Uh, several of Square Enix's franchises have sold over 10 million copies worldwide after 2020, with Final Fantasy selling 173 million, Dragon Quest selling 85 million, and Kingdom Hearts shipping 36 million in 2005. Uh, Square Enix acquired RK Corporation Taito. I find it funny that, you know, do, doing the research and everything, <laughs> you find the information on this, and final, it says Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest sold mm. this many, and all Kingdom Hearts says is it shipped that many. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, see, so yeah, in 2005, they acquired Arcade Corporation Taito, and in 2009, uh, Square Enix acquired British game uh, publisher Eidos. Uh, I think it's Eidos or Eidos. How do you uh, how do you spell it? Uh, e i d o s. I would say that that's Eidos. Yeah. So Eidos, uh, which was later absorbed into Square Enix Europe, uh, and Square Enix is headquartered at the Shinjuku Eastside Square Building in Shinjuku, Tokyo, and has over 5,000 employees worldwide through its base operation and subsidiaries. Um, information on Enix, uh, this is all before they merged, uh, Enix was founded on September 22nd, 1975 as Idansha Boshu Service Center, uh, by, Je I probably mispronounced that, but I don't care, by Japanese architect turned entrepreneur, uh, Yasuhiro Fukushima. Uh, Enix focused on publishing games, often by companies who exclusively partnered with the company, in the 1980s, uh, in a partnership with developers Chunsoft, uh, the company began publishing the Dragon Quest series of console games, uh, which uh, I'm sure we'll go over it uh, whenever we do cover Dragon Quest. But God, Dra Dragon Quest and like Final Fantasy had the like worst time with being brought over to the U.S. and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> if anybody played, chances are if you don't know. That you played possibly like Dragon Quest as a kid, uh, you probably did. It was just called Dragon Warrior, and it it was the same exact game, but they just made the art box a lot worse, and then just named it a different game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, key members of the developer staff consisted of director Koichi Nakamura, a uh, writer Yuji Hori, 
artist Akira Toriyama and composer uh, Koichi Sugiyama, among others. And yes, Akira Toriyama, as in the Dragon Ball guy. Yeah. He did all of the artwork and stuff for uh, Dragon Quest, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, Toyotaro does the Dragon Quest artwork now, since he does the Dragon Ball artwork. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, when you look at Dragon Quest, like, Dragon Quest Eleven's artwork and stuff, it's very Toyotaro. I don't know. I don't think his name was in there. I thought Akira Toriyama still did all that. Well, I mean, they put Akira Toriyama's name in it, but Toriyama is the artist for Dragon Ball, so I'm assuming he's doing the, he'd do the art for Dragon Quest. Well, too. well, not necessarily considering that the art style is different. Akira Toriyama has his specific art style. The new guy has pretty much just done the new stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying that a lot of the. Uh... Like, the drawn art for Eleven yeah. looks very Dragon Ball Super manga, is okay. what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it looks very Toyotaro. Okay. It doesn't look like Toriyama, really, anymore. It looks more like him. So, I don't... I'm, I'm sure they probably credit Toriyama. I'm sure they credit Toriyama if he does it. It's probably just in the... Like, not in the title credits, but, like, in the credit credits. Yeah. But, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to the credits. <laughs> so Nobody does. But, anyway... Uh, the first game, Dragon Warrior, or Dragon Quest, uh, in the Famicom-based RPG series, was released in 1986 and would eventually sell 1.5 million copies in Japan, establishing Dragon Quest as the company's most profitable franchise. And that's just in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially back then. That's insane yeah, to think about. Yeah, that's a lot of numbers. Because, dude, like the mid-80s? Selling a game for like 1.5 million copies, that's... That's pretty good. That's, that's stupid good. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just think, back then, like, because gaming was so damn new, like... And it was all still mainly arcades. Yeah. I mean, consoles were just coming about, basically, at that time, so... Yeah. Like, good ones, anyway, not like the Atari stuff and everything. But, like, yeah, dude, that's... And that's just in Japan. Uh, Like I said, so... There's no telling how many sold outside of Japan once it went to, like, you know, international. Yeah, the international market. Um, but despite uh, the announcement that Enix's longtime uh, competitor Square would develop exclusively for PlayStation, Enix announced in January of 1997 that it would release games for both Nintendo and Sony consoles. Uh, this caused a significant rise in stock for both Enix and Sony, and by November 1999, Enix was listed in the Tokyo Stock Exchange's first section, indicating it as a large company. Hmm. Uh, now we're going to talk about Square a little. Uh, so Square was started in October 1983. Consists of four right angles. <laughs> Which is a decent bit after Enix was founded, because Enix was founded in 75. Yeah. Uh, September of 75, they were founded in October of 83. So, and uh, it, Square was founded by Masafumi uh, Miyamoto as a computer game software division of uh, Den Yusha, uh, which was a power line construction company owned by his father. <laughs> uh, while at the time, uh, game development was usually conducted uh, by only one programmer, Miyamoto believed that it would be more efficient to have graphic designers, programmers, and professional story writers working together, which is not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, in September 1986, uh, which is the same year that Dragon Quest came out, 
Uh, the division will spawn off into an independent company led by Miyamoto, officially named Square Co. Limited. Um, after releasing several unsuccessful games for the Famicom, Square relocated to, uh, good lord, Ueno? Ueno? How do you pronounce it? U-E-N-O? U-E-N-O. Yeah, what? You know? Yes. I'm going to say you know. <laughs> you know nothing. You know Tokyo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, wherever that, I'm sorry if I can't pronounce Japanese names that well. I'm sorry. But anyway, we've been over this. <laughs> let, me, let me look up. Let me look at it. Let me look at the shit You, how are you E-N-O? Yeah, U-E-N-O. Damn it, Yugi, I'm trying to type. <laughs> J A P A A N. Oh, thank you for not a pronunciation. Get away from my vape. Nosy cat. Oh. <laughs> Any look? Well, I would like to. Pronunciation. You are a needy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wonder if this is what people listen to the podcast for, us talking to the cat while you God try to look at it. <laughs> quit trying to knock the phone out of my hand. <laughs> anyway. I'm about to stiff arm you. <laughs> anyway, they moved to... Oh, wait. Ueno. 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 okay. That sounds Hawaiian. Ueno. <laughs> anyway, like they relocated to... Ueno, Tokyo, Ueno. in 1987, and developed a role-playing video game titled Final Fantasy, <laughs> which was inspired by Enix's success uh, in the genre with the 1986 Dragon Quest. Uh, Final Fantasy was a success with over 400,000 copies sold. You compare that to the 1.5 million. Uh, and it became Square's leading franchise, spawning dozens of games in a series that continues to the present. Uh... Due to the success of Final Fantasy franchise, Square developed notable games and franchises such as Chrono, uh, Mana, uh, well, the Chrono series, the Mana series, and the Kingdom Hearts series, in collaboration with the Walt Disney Company for Kingdom Hearts, and mm. Super Mario RPG, under the guidance of the Super Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto. Uh, by late 1994, they had developed a reputation as a producer of high-quality RPGs, uh, and Square was one of the many companies that had planned to develop and publish their games for the Nintendo 64, but with the cheaper costs associated with developing games on CD-based consoles, such as the Sega Saturn and the PlayStation, uh, Square decided to develop titles for the latter system. Final Fantasy VII was one of these games, and it sold 9.8 million copies, making it the second best-selling game for the PlayStation. Um, which... Is not surprising because, I mean, Final Fantasy VII is one of the most probably you know influential 3D games that's ever been released. And that's just not out of my personal bias. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so now we're going to talk about their merger. Uh, so the merger between them, uh, both Square and Enix, uh, was con uh, considered since at least 2000. Uh, the financial failure in 2001 of Square's first movie, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, <laughs> made Enix reluctant to proceed while Square was losing money. <laughs> Wait, isn't that that, uh, that movie, that shitty DVD that we have? Yes. Oh, yeah. man, yep. we need to watch it. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's... It, uh. <laughs> Is it like Evolution? Okay, it's not as bad as Evolution. <laughs> 
I'm gonna be honest with you there. Evolution is its own breed of dog shit. Uh, with the company facing its second year of financial losses, Square approached Sony for a capital injection. Uh, and on October 8, 2001, Sony Corp. purchased a uh, an 18.6% stake in Square. Uh, following the success of both Final Fantasy X and Kingdom Hearts, uh, the company's finances stable, stabilized and it recorded the highest operating margin in its history in the fiscal year 2002. Uh, it was announced on November 25, 2002, that Square and Enix's previous plans to merge were to officially proceed, intending to decrease uh, development costs and to compete with foreign developers. Uh, as described by Square's president and CEO, Yoichi Wada, uh, quote, Square has also fully recovered, meaning this merger is occurring at a time when both companies are at their height, end quote. Which is obviously the, the best time because everybody's happy. <laughs> I still find that, like just imagine you make a shitty movie and it makes you lose money <laughs> <laughs> oh god I just wish that happened to the Fast and Furious movies <laughs> uh, some shareholders expressed concerns about the merger notably Miyamoto the founder of and largest shareholder of Square uh, who would find himself holding a significantly smaller percentage of the combined companies other criticism came uh, from Takashi Oya of Deutsch. Is that German? <laughs> Deutsch Securities, uh, who expressed doubts about the benefits of such a merger. Uh, quote, Enix outsources game development and has few in house creators, while Square does everything by itself. The combination of the two provides no negative factors, but would bring little in the way of operational synergies. End quote. Uh, Miyamoto's concerns were eventually resolved by altering the exchange ratio of the merger so that each Square share would be exchanged for 0.85 uh, of Enix's shares rather than 0.81 shares, and the merger was greenlit. Uh, the merger was set for April 1st, 2003, on which date the newly merged entity Square Enix came into being. Uh, at the time of the merger, 80% of Square Enix's staff were made of former Square employees, and as part of the merger, former Square President Yoichi Wada was appointed the president of the new corporation, while the, uh, the former Enix president, Kaiji Honda, became its vice president, and the founder of Enix uh, became the largest shareholder and was uh, made honorary chairman. Uh, as a result of the merger, Enix was the surviving company, and Square Co. Limited was dissolved. Uh, and in July of that year, the Square Enix headquarters were moved to Yoi Ogoi. <laughs> that sounded butchered. <laughs> that sounded butchered. Yo Yogi. Yeah. Good lord. Yo Yogi Shibuya Tokyo. Yeah, it's Y O Y O G I. Yo Yogi. <laughs> to help combine the two companies. I'm so sorry. I apologize to the Japanese people. Okay. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone's Japanese or has Japanese heritage, Trevor does. And I, I apologize to you personally for my butchering of your people's language. You need to apologize for the concentration camps you put, my, you put me and my people in. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, listen. We were discriminated against. <laughs> we were killed. 
We were throwing racial slurs at us. It, it was it was a brutal time. You, you want? Oh, and like, like okay. So <laughs> try not to be funny on this one, but it's going to be funny. Do you know what those camps are now? What horse pens? What the fuck? Yeah, Aaron <laughs> sent me a snap. He's like, look at these. You know what these used to be? Where they put your people. They're yeah. horse pens now. <laughs> oh my god. But <laughs> they put fucking horses in them now. <laughs> oh lord. But hey, like, the Japanese people didn't really die as much as you think they did. No. Like, like, like not at all. They were mainly just kept there. Yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't really, you know, kind of off like the, the, the Jays. Yeah, and a lot worse shit was happening in Germany, so. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> Just slightly worse. Which uh, I do have German in me, so <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm full of like my bloodline is full of people that made bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, post merger uh, to strengthen its wireless market, Square Enix acquired mobile application developer uh, UI Evolution on March 2000 in March 2004 which was sold in December 2007, and the company uh, instead founded its own Square Enix mobile studio in January 2008 to focus on mobile products. Uh, In January 2005, Square Enix founded Square Enix China, expanding their interest in the People's Republic of China. (laughs) It ain't that no more. In 2005, or September 2005, uh, Square Enix bought the gaming developer and publisher Taito, which we talked about earlier, uh, which they were renowned for their arcade uh, hits such as Space Invaders and the the Bubble Bobble series. <laughs> the Bubble Bobble. I've never even heard of the Bubble Bobble series. I think I've seen one game for Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble. I just like saying it. Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bubble Bubble. <laughs> Sounds like something Elvis is throwing us on the Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble Bubble. Bubble Bubble Bubble. Don't step on my Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bubble. Taito's home and portable console games uh, division were merged into Square Enix itself uh, by March 2010. Um, And in August 2008, Square Enix made plans for a similar expansion by way of friendly takeover of video game developer Tecmo by purchasing shares at a 30% premium. Uh, But Tecmo uh, rejected the proposed takeover. Tecmo would later merge uh, with Koei in April 2009 to form Koei Tecmo. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, it's just, it's all in the nose, you know? It's like, you put two companies together and just put both their names together. It's just... Merge the names. <laughs> uh, in April 2007, uh, Square Enix uh, Limited CEO John, John Yamamoto, yeah, John Yamamoto. When was this again? This is in 2007. Oh, I'm about to say he might be an army brat, but no. No, no, he still very well could have been an army brat. Well, not not an army brat, but like a military brat. Or or the or the mom could just like white be it, like white men. I don't know. I don't know. Like oh, he full yellow, but he get the John. But uh, anyway, so he was the CEO of Square Enix Limited, uh, but he also uh, became the CEO of Square Enix Incorporated. Uh, in 2008 to 2009, Square Enix was reportedly working with Grin on a Final Fantasy spinoff codenamed Fortress. Uh, the project was allegedly canceled by Square Enix 
After introducing seemingly impossible milestones and without payments made, resulting in Grin declaring bankruptcy and its co-founders blaming Square Enix for being, quote, betrayed. <laughs> I would, too. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, yeah, I'll do all this work for you. Oh, you're not going to pay me? Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, still not anything near as bad as what Konami has done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, it's like, do this work for me. You going to pay me? No, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, it's like first you want me to, <laughs> you want me to dig through a mountain. You're not gonna pay me for it. I appreciate that. You want me to dig through a mountain, but you're not gonna give me the diamond I I got. Like, sure, I'll grab this neutron star with my bare hands. You gonna pay me? No. <laughs> uh, February 2009, Square Enix announced a takeover deal for uh, SCI Entertainment, uh, briefly renamed uh, IDOS, uh, the holding company for IDOS Interactive. And uh, the UK-based publisher of the Tomb Raider, Hitman, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kane franchises. Uh, along with its multiple subsidiary development uh, studios that developed the games. Um, and the acquisition of Eidos was completed in April 2009. And in November, the publisher was merged with Square Enix's European publishing organization to form Square Enix Europe. Uh, in April 2010, a new Japanese label for Western games bearing a CERO... Uh, restrictions uh, called Square Enix Extreme Edges was announced, uh, and in July 2010, Mike Fisher was appointed CEO of Square Enix Incorporated. Damn. <laughs> in March 2011, Square Enix founded the mobile development studio Hippos Lab, and Square Enix Montreal in two, uh, 2012. Uh, in July 2011. It was reported that Square Enix closed their Los Angeles studio in January 2012. Uh, Square Enix North American office uh, could pursue smaller niche mobile and social uh, media games due to its existing revenue streams. And in October 2012, Square Enix uh, was perceived as, quote, a force in mobile, uh, end quote, uh, by Kotaku. And the price of Final Fantasy Dimensions and Demons uh, score... Uh, thirty dollars and forty-five, forty-four dollars respectively, was criticized. You know, I don't take anything Kotaku says with it, like no, with any kind of sincerity. No, I used don't. to. I used to listen to Tokot, like uh, Kotaku a little bit, and like here recently, within like the past two years, they're stupid. It's just like IGN, dude. Yeah, like IGN used to have well. Well, good the, info. The, well the thing is about IGN, they're not biased in any kind of political way. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. IGN just has shit players. Like they just have shit reviewers. <laughs> Kotaku, they have a political agenda. They used to fucking not, and now they do, and it's really irritating trying to read an article, and all it is is just talking about some stupid political agenda. Yeah, like they were all over the Hogwarts Legacy. And like any other game that's been coming out, where if they can put in a slight political agenda, they'll fucking do it. And it's just irritating trying to, like I like I said, I, ugh. <laughs> I just I, I don't like Kotaku anymore. Yeah. Not even for the same reasons as IGN. I make I can make jokes about IGN. Kotaku is just whiny and bitchy, like I am. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, restructuring. Uh, 
after that that bombshell. <laughs> uh, so on March 26, 2013, uh, citing sluggish sales of major Western games, Square Enix announced major re- reconstructing. Not reconstructing, Caleb. <laughs> Dude, I swear. Dude, dyslexia is a real bitch. You know that? They announced major restructuring. <laughs> Expected loss of uh, 10 billion yen and resignation of President Yoichi Wada. That's probably how much money they lost for you trying to pronounce that fucking word. <laughs> whom Yosuke Matsuda replaced. Uh, Phil Rogers was elected as a new director, among others. Uh, with the restructuring, Square Enix of America CEO Mike Fisher left the company in May, with former Square Enix Europe CEO Phil Rogers becoming CEO of America's America, uh, Square Enix America and Europe. Uh, further executive changes at Square Enix Western Studios were mentioned in a statement. Uh, and with the consolidation of Square Enix Western divisions around 2015, uh, Square Enix Limited and Square Enix Incorporated are collectively referred to as Square Enix West. Uh, it said with the fiscal year report in March 2013, sales of Tomb Raider 2013 and Hitman Absolution were weak despite critical acclaim. Uh, the North American sales force was said to be ineffective as the game sold two-thirds the number of its units it, uh, it did in Europe. Uh, price pressure... Uh, was intense with uh, force spending additional channel cost uh, such as price protection. Uh, Matsuda noted the long development time and their important games and said that they need to shift to a business model with frequent customer interactions, noting Kickstarter as an example, and finally make sure games meet customer expectations. <coughs> Avengers! Well, uh, I was about to say, Square Enix is the key. It's almost like, it's almost like fucking Critics Rock. They need to keep their names out of other fucking games' mouth. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is. I said that really fucky, but <laughs> but they they need to keep their fucking name off of other games. Is what they need to do. Yeah, because I, I I've said this before on, on the podcast here recently. Everything that's had a square like the square name on it has sucked dick. Other than you know their main shit. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than their main flagship stuff, like, if it has their name on it, it sucks dick. It really does. Yeah. Avengers suck dick. Outriders really suck dick. For Spoken, she doesn't. Um, she was too hip for sucking dick. <laughs> um, and what, what, what's something else? I know there's something else. Oh, fucking... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't bad. That's, like, the only one. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying, like, that one was okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was, like, phenomenal, but it was good. Yeah. Aren't they making a second one of those? I think they might be. Uh, but, uh, post-restructuring, I almost said reconstructing again. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in March 2013, uh, Square Enix India opened in Mumbai... Uh, what did they do? <laughs> however, the studio was closed in April 2014. There's your answer. <laughs> and later reopened five years later. <laughs> what the? I, I, I can't say anything. As well as Square Enix Latin America in Mexico, which was closed in 2015. I'm going to get this podcast canceled if I say anything about either one of those. <laughs> 
Don't. <laughs> a, a mobile studio called Smileworks was founded in Indonesia in June 2013. However, it was closed in January 2015. <laughs> Why don't they just start producing fenders like everybody else? <laughs> Uh, in 2014, is, is it fenders or strats specifically? What do you mean? Like, like, like is it fenders? That no, no, because like the fender bought out. Uh, they bought out. What was the, fuck? Who was it in Indonesia that fender bought out? Was it the was it the strat? I think so, because like 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 Stratocaster, I think used to be its own thing, and then Fender bought them out, and now they have the Fender Stratocaster. If you have one made in Indonesia, then you have one made by the home company. Oh, well, I don't know, because I don't give two fucks about Fender. Uh, <laughs> I thought you knew a little bit about that, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I could be wrong, I can't remember. I know that their, I think their their first, like, electric guitar was the Tele. It might be Tele. It, it's one of their, like, big flagship models started out by itself in Indonesia, and then it was they, probably the Strat then because they made the Tele like pretty early. And then like Fender bought them out. So if you ever get, which I know neither one of us will, but if you ever get a Fender from Indonesia, then it was made in like the like OG home factories. Okay, so I'm getting I'm getting the uh, the dog shit straight from the source. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's like doing anal glands. You get it right from the source. If anybody plays guitar, don't buy a Fender or a Gibson. Just save your money. And uh, don't waste it on useless shit and just buy a Schecter. Oh, that's it. <laughs> or Ibanez or Jackson or pretty much anything but those two. <laughs> for, the price of a, for the price of two Gibsons, I, could, I mean, for the price of a Gibson, I could probably get two PRSs. The cheap PRSs. But they'd still be better. Than yeah, but Gibson. PRSs get just as expensive as Gibson. The only difference is they're worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. <laughs> for the price of one Gibson, I can get two Schecters. Yeah. Or... Two and a half, maybe. That's <laughs> the price of one Gibson. I can get a decent hooker. <laughs> uh, anyway, in 2014, uh, Square Enix signed a uh, strategic alliance with uh, Japanese and French video game companies Bandai Namco Entertainment and Ubisoft. Um, I keep forgetting Gooby's French. Yep. Operation Health. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Health is a six-month period. <laughs> make the game as shit as possible. <laughs> it has served as the Japanese publisher of video games and uh, a crossover production since 2009. And uh, in March 2014, following the success of Bravely Default, Square Enix said it will, quote, go back to their roots, end quote, and focus on creating content that will appeal to their core audience. In 2015, Square created the new studio known as Tokyo RPG Factory, to develop what was then dubbed Project Setsuna. Uh, on February 21st, 2017, the formation of a new studio, Studio uh, Istolia, was announced. Uh, the studio, headed by Hideo Baba, <laughs> uh, would be working on the new RPG project Prelude Rune. That's a mouthful. And uh, Baba departed the studio in early 2019, and shortly after this, Studio Istolia was closed. And Project Prelude Rune canceled uh, following an assessment of the project with its staff being reassigned to different projects within the company. Uh, in 2019, Square Enix opened an Indian office again, now in Bangalore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bangalore. <laughs> Why did I say Bangalore? You're probably thinking of Singapore. Either that or I was thinking of like a movie or it's like, that might have been a line in a movie or something like that. I don't know, but Bangalore. <laughs> My bad. Which expanded its pub into publishing mobile games for the Indian market in 2021. Uh, March 2021, Forever Entertainment, a Polish studio, was reported to be working on to bring several of Square Enix's pro uh, properties to modern systems. I say, <laughs> if there are any Polish words in there, don't even bother. No, they, no, they're they're, they're not I'm even they're not even real. I'm gonna tell you right now, I cannot read Polish. <laughs> Shoot, I look at Polish and I have a damn stroke. It's like that one town in the was it in Wales? Wales? Yeah, it, it, it's oh, <laughs> it, 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 that's crazy because we were just talking about it like yesterday at work. <laughs> and how stupid long it is. I feel bad for their, like, imagine trying to go to the city's website, because they have their own website extension. you got to oh. type all of that shit in. <laughs> you got to Google it just to visit their website. Shit, that's what I would do. I would be like, longest city name, copypaste.com. <laughs> On uh, May 1st, 2022, Square Enix announced that it would sell several assets to their Square Enix Europe subsidiary. Uh, to the Swedish holding company Embracer Group for $300 million. Uh, that's U.S. Uh, and this included uh, studios Crystal Dynamics, uh, Eidos Montreal, and uh, Square Enix Montreal, and uh, IPs Deus Ex, Legacy of Cain, Thief, and Tomb Raider, and rights to, quote, over 50 games. Um now, you know, somebody just needs to make another fucking Legacy of Cain. Uh, Square Enix stated... That the scale, uh, the sale, will further help it in investment into blockchain and other technologies, and to quote assist the company in adapting to the uh, changes underway in the global business environment by establishing a more efficient allocation of resources. Square Enix also stated that it would remain publisher for the Life is Strange, Outriders, and Just Cause franchises, implying that they are not included in the sale. Uh, however, during the Japanese publisher full-year financial results briefing on May 13th, uh, President uh, Yosuke Matsuda clarified the past statement and said the money from the sale will be used to strengthen the company's core games business, quote, rather than using the proceeds from the uh, divestiture, good lord, in new investment uh, domains such as NFT and blockchain, we intend to use them primarily to fund our efforts to foster solid IP and to enhance our development capabilities in our core digital entertainment segment, end quote. Man, I had completely forgotten about it, that Square was trying to do fucking NFTs. <laughs> Man, that, to me, that's worth some... You, you might disagree with me. That's that To me, that's worse than doing Fortnite shit. <laughs> That that is way worse than Fortnite shit, and I fucking hate the shit that they do at Fortnite. Dude, I, every time they add a new character that I like to Fortnite, I lose a piece of myself. I, I don't blame you, but like Square Enix trying to do. Fucking and I know, NFTs. I know that someday, it's gonna happen, Trevor. I know it is. It's inevitable. Cloud, Cloud, and Sephiroth are gonna be in Fortnite. I okay. So you say that I think they're too niche. Not with the remake and everything. Well, the and thing, Smash. Well, the thing is, no, no. The reason I say they're too niche because 
it, it's it's easy to get into Dragon Ball at a young age, like, like modern Dragon Ball. It's easy to get into Star Wars at a young age. Yeah, it's easy to get into Halo at a young age in this day and time and shit like that. I still think that that Final Fantasy is too niche. I wouldn't say so nowadays. Like, probably like in like the you know. 2010s and before that, yeah, but like now, I'd, I'd say it's pretty popular. Dragon Quest, on the other hand, would be very niche. Yeah. But like, I, I think the possibility of them adding Final Fantasy characters to Fortnite isn't too outstretched, you know? Yeah. It's just a matter of Square Enix lets them. Um, but anyway, the acquisition was closed uh, by August 26, 2022. Uh, with the assets being held under CDE Entertainment, which is headed from a London office by Phil Rogers, former CEO of Square Enix Americas and Europe. On July 25th, 2022, Square Enix launched the English version of Manga Up. And, uh, and the company's financial statement for the following quarter, released in September 2022, Matsuda said that they were moving away from outright owning studios due to rising costs of development but we're looking at means to invest in studios such as uh, joint ventures or investment opportunities. Uh, in 2022, Square Enix invested in seven business strategic corporations in the blockchain and cloud services such as Zabidi, which is in the States, Blocklords uh, in Esto- Estonia, uh, Across the Ages in France, Black Nut in France, <laughs> give you a white nut. <laughs> Anamoka Brands owned uh, the Sandbox, uh, which is in Australia and Hong Kong, and uh, Ubitus in Japan. Uh, February 28, 2023, Square Enix's holding announced that on May 1, 2023, Luminous Productions had uh, reorganized, uh, would reorganize and merge with Square Enix internally, citing the merging of the two uh, would be, quote, enhanced uh, the group's abilities to develop HD games. Uh, excuse me. This <laughs> is... I burped. Uh, so, corporate-wise, in terms of their development and everything like that, uh, on October 1st, 2008, uh, Square Enix transformed uh, into a holding company and was renamed Square Enix Holdings, and at the same time, the gaming and publishing business were transferred to a spinoff named Square Enix uh, Company. Square Enix uh, sharing the same corporate leadership and offices with the holding company. My bad. I skipped a line. <laughs> uh, the primary offices for Square Enix and Square Enix Holdings um, uh, were both in Shinjuku Eastside Square Building uh, in Shinjuku, Tokyo. As for the development organization, uh, after the merger in 2003, Square Enix's development uh, department was organized into eight uh, Square and two Enix pro, uh, product development divisions, uh, each focused on different groupings of games, and the divisions were spread around different offices. Uh, for example, uh, Product Development Division 5 had offices both in Osaka and Tokyo. Uh, according to Yoichi Wada, uh, the development de- uh, department was reorganized away from the per- Product Development Division system by March 2007, into a project-based uh, system. Uh, until 2013, the teams in charge of the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts series were still collectively referred to as the first production department. And the first production department was formed 
uh, from the uh, fall 2010 combination of Square Enix's Tokyo and Osaka Development Studios uh, with Shinji Hashimoto as its uh, corporate executive. Uh, in December 2013, uh, Square Enix's development was restructured into 12 business divisions, and in 2017, uh, Business Division 9 was merged into Business Division 8, while Business Divisions uh, 11 and 12 merged to become the new Business Division 9. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while a new Business Division 11 was created with some staff from Business Division 6. <laughs> uh, in 2019, Square Enix announced that their 11 business divisions would be consolidated into four units by 2020 with a new title, a Creative Business Unit. <laughs> uh, Naoki uh, Yoshi Yoshida, uh, who was previously the head of Business Division 5, became the head of Creative Business Unit 3. <laughs> <laughs> and the current structure for the development and production division uh, called Creative Business uh, Unit is as follows. Creative Business Unit 1 is led by Yoshinori Katase. Most people will probably recognize that name. Uh, who was the head of Business Division 1 and focuses on Final Fantasy, single-player title spinoffs, uh, SAGA, and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the department comprises the former Business Division 1, uh, mainline single-player Final Fantasy, such as Final Fantasy, uh, God, I have to read Roman numerals now, <sighs> what's uh, 13, and Final Fantasy 7 Remake, there we go. <laughs> I have to think about Roman numerals, dude, I'm not good at them. <laughs> they also uh, have Business Division 3, which was Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy spinoffs, and The World Ends With You, and SAGA series. Um... And business, they also have Business Division 4, uh, which was also Final Fantasy spinoffs produced with external companies, uh, such as uh, the City of Final Fantasy NT, uh, The Age Rhythm, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, stuff like that. Uh, now, Creative Business Unit 2 is led by Yu Miyaki, uh, who was the head of Business Division 6 and focuses on the Dragon Quest, Near, and Bravely series as well as arcade games. The uh, department comprises the former Business Division 6, which was the Dragon Quest the Nier series, Business Division 7, Lord of, which was Lord of a Million, Gunslinger, and Stratos, and Business Division 11, a.k.a. Team Asano, which were uh, doing Bravely and the Octopath Traveler series. Uh, Creative Business Unit 3 is led by Naoki Yoshida, who was the head of Business Division 5 and focused primarily on uh, MMORPGs, transitioning in 2020 to the single-player Final Fantasy... What is XVI? 16. 16, okay, yeah. Uh, to the single-player Final Fantasy 16. Uh, it mainly comprises the former Business Division 5, which was Final Fantasy... X1 is 11, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy... X14 is 14... What is it? X1V. Yeah, it's 14. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm bad at this, guys. Uh, and Dragon Quest Builder series. Yeah, if there's ever a, if there's ever an I in front of a bigger letter, that means just subtract one from it. Yeah. Um, Creative Business Unit 4 is led by Hirokazu uh, Nishikado and focuses on the Mana series along with co-development and production of remasters and ports. 
uh, comprises the former Business Division 8, which was the Mana series along with remastered supports of different franchises. Uh, Business Division 9, which was uh, schools, Schoolgirl Strikers and Grim Notes. And Business Division 10, which was Million Arthur series and Chaos Ring series. <clears throat> Good lord. Yeah, that was a bit to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think I'm, I got five pages left to go through of notes. Good Lord. Uh, as for their business model, um, the business model post-merger uh, for Square Enix is centered on the idea of a polymorphic content idea, which consists of developing franchises on multiple potential media Rather than being restricted by a single gaming platform, uh, best example of that is uh, you know they call it the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So you know you got the games, movie, and stuff like that, and all and a bunch of other crap and books and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Another example of this strategy is Enix's Full Metal Alchemist manga series, uh, which has been adapted into two anime television series, two movies, and several novels and video games. Other polymorphic projects include the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Uh, Code Age, uh, World of Mana, uh, Evilus Alliance, and uh, Fabula Nova Crystallis Final Fantasy subseries. Yeah, it's all one title. <clears throat> According to Yochi Wada, quote, it's very difficult to hit the jackpot, as it were, once we've hit it, we have to get all the juice possible out of it. <laughs> Gotta get the juice. <clears throat> Gotta milk that cash cow, homie. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> uh, similar to Sony's Greatest Hits program, Square Enix also re-releases their best-selling games at a reduced price under a label des uh, designated Ultimate Hits. Uh, the standard game design model Square Enix employs is to establish the plot, characters, and art of the game first. Uh, battle systems, field maps, and cutscenes are created next. And according to Taku Murata, the pr this process became the company's model for development after the success of Square Enix's Final Fantasy VII in 1997. Uh, the team size for Final Fantasy uh, XIII peaked at 180 artists, 30 programmers, and 36, uh, 36 game designers, but analysis and restructuring uh, were done to outsource large-scale development in the future. Uh, and we are going to have to make this a two-parter. Because I still have a lot to go through. And we're yeah. almost at time. But, so. <clears throat> screen has got a lot of crap. <laughs> I, still, I just think it's funny to me when a when you actually hear a CEO or whatever, the head of a gaming company or something like that, basically say a like word for word, almost of milking the cash cow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's their whole reasoning behind remaking seven. Yeah. Milking that. Which I mean, I will say that I know that seven's a, like the seven remake is a cash grab. But it's, it's not a. It's not like what fucking Todd Howard's doing with the, their thirteenth version of Skyrim. Because. The 7 remake, from the first part, you know, the regular, just the first remake that I've, you know, I've played it and, you know, I'm sure a bunch of other people have. I'm not sure. I am sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
it's a faithful remake. Yeah. It's not like a soulless cash grab, you know? Like, it actually has work and stuff put into it, you know? Graphically, I think it's phenomenal. Oh, it's, really a, it's amazing graphically, especially on the PS5. Holy to, shit. To me, the only two games that could really take advantage of the PS4's hardware at the time was Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Those were, like, the only two games that I can think of that really could use like the ps4 like to like a hundred percent yeah and it looked good and still run really well that may be spider-man yeah yeah like but it like it's just like in terms of like they they faithfully basically pretty much faithfully remade the game and of course you know there's uh, a lot of people are you know talking you know a lot of people are split on the story changes possibly with the whole thing going on but i mean to me, if you get too hurt about it, you're just an elitist. You're not a fan. You're an elitist. Which, I mean, I'm not mad about story changes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm welcome to them. As long as it makes sense. Yeah. And, I mean... Or or if it's something that fans have complained about, like, like the whole thing with Aerith and everything. Yeah. Like, like if they end up making <clears throat> her survive, everybody... Nobody's going to shut the fuck up about that for, like, a couple months after that game comes out. Yeah. And, uh, which I don't even know how far Rebirth is going to cover. Yeah. Which, I mean, if they're doing a three-part, I imagine it's going to cover a decent chunk. Yeah. Um, but, the, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a good remake in that regard. I know it's a cash grab, but at the same time, at least they made it for the fans. Yeah. And it's not just some soulless shit they could, they, they could have just one for one, they could, have, they could have just they could have just upscaled the graph like, like they could have like, one for one redone it, yeah still made it a like a fucking turn based game yeah they could have one for one just redone the original in its entirety yeah. and been done with it and probably still would have sold yeah I'm sorry I got hiccups but they didn't and I like that but, I mean I can list you a couple of games off the top of my head that if they remade the graphics completely and, like, tweaked some of the mechanics, I'd fucking buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, like, like my number one, and I'll never fucking get it. Red Dead Revolver. Mine's Legacy of Kane series. Yeah. <laughs> they, they redid Red Dead Revolver with, like, the modern graphics, and, like, if they used the modern mechanics and stuff like that, oh, my God, my britches would be white inside and out, baby. <laughs> um... But anyway, so we we will cover the rest of the Square Enix info on the part two of Square Enix that we will do. Um, as for next week's episode, uh, of course, it's going to be a side episode like we normally do. So look forward to that. And then after that will be the part two of Square Enix. And yeah, that's basically everything. Um, yeah. Now, so as always... I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. This has been another episode of Autosave Disabled. Ciao. Catch you guys in the next one. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>